Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. My name is Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking to make more money, gain your time back, and rapidly grow your visibility so that you can impact way more people with your brilliance, you're in the right place. This podcast is your one-stop shop for turning your online business dreams into a reality. My main goal is to give women entrepreneurs just like you the marketing strategies, guidance, and expert insights you need to hit that million-dollar milestone and beyond. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, or an online brand that wants to make a big impact, Roadmap to One Million gives you the actionable strategies and inspiration you need so that you can implement right away, no fluff, no fuss. So CEO, are you ready to buckle up and accelerate your growth? Be sure to follow the show and let's dive in. Get ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million. Welcome, welcome back to a episode of Roadmap to One Million, y'all. I am your host, Stacy, and I am happy to be here with another exciting guest. We are talking all about automation systems, and I have brought on the expert that I go to whenever I have any kind of tech questions, any automation challenges, anything like that. So I am excited to welcome Karanda to the show. But before I do, I want to make sure that you out there, you're following the show. If you have not followed the show already, we drop new episodes every Tuesday. We're going to have a mix of fantastic guests and then me getting on and ranting about different things I think you should know with marketing. So make sure that you're following the show and make sure that you, if you haven't already, leave us a review. The reviews definitely help us to grow the podcast. It helps more people to discover who we are. So definitely make sure that if you haven't, if you've taken anything away from any episodes that we've aired or you've taken anything away from this episode, please make sure that you go to the review section and leave us a review. And finally, we will have all of the links that we mentioned from today's episode in the show notes. So you definitely can make sure you scroll on down, head to the show notes. We have show notes on our site um, so that you can take a look at all the links and all the things that we mentioned today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Karanda. How are you? I am doing so well. I just uh, came from a meeting with my clients, which always makes me feel super smart. So yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to drop these gems. Yes, I can't wait. I know there's going to be so many gems dropped, y'all. So um, tell us a little bit about your background, about your story. I know that you have like humble beginnings with starting with building WordPress websites and now you're just automations expert. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So I did start in 2013 making $500 WordPress websites, which a rite of passage many web mm -hmm. people have gone through. <laughs> um, I figured out pretty quickly that, that that was literally not the business. Um, and I figured out how to raise my prices and make more effective websites and, and all that good stuff. And then uh, at the end of 2018, um, I really was frustrated with folks who thought like, oh, this website, build it and they will come, you know? And I was like, no, babe, this is just the front door. Like you got to have a plan. And so I just, I quit cold Turkey and I started content bootcamp and I was like, I'm just going to help business owners, service-based business owners in particular, learn how to be people online, learn how to use content to sell their services, learn how to put themselves out there in a way that people can find them, binge, you know, your videos, your podcasts, whatever, and show up and be like, you're the one. And so that was really fun and successful. And it worked so well that about nine months later, people were like, hey, can you help us with our technology? Our technology kind of sucks. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, so I ended up back in the done for you side, but um, this time with 
like a much more sophisticated container, uh, a retainer offer where we really help them with their website upgrades, their email, their marketing automation, you know, learning management system builds. Like we were doing all kinds of stuff in that container um, and it was working really well. We have a lot of successful case studies from that. Um, and that was it until last summer when things kind of market shifted, you know, winds changed and we had to pivot. And so now we're really focused specifically on the marketing automation and helping folks like build that solid marketing automation automation foundation that they can scale from, that they can then, you know, go to you and say, Hey, let's pour some leads into this thing. And one of the things that breaks my heart so much is when I see people running ads and doing all this effort to get people into their funnel and they do not have a strategy on the back end for how they're going to optimize their funnel and actually convert those leads. <laughs> so we build that foundation and we make sure, you know, all of our clients have a welcome sequence and a sales sequence uh, at minimum, <laughs> you know, do not be bringing somebody onto your list and they're not going to get sold to <laughs> like, that's, that's literally why we're here. So um, yeah, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I love that because it's like, it's so important for people to understand that it's not enough to just get leads to come in the door. We do have to have a way of moving people to the sale, of giving people all the information that they need to be able to buy from you, um, whether that's answering objections that they may have, getting questions about your services, building that trust and getting to know who you are. It's not, you know, turning ads on are not, it's not something that's going to be a quick fix for your business. It's not, you're not just going to turn ads on and then the sales are just going to start raking in. And so that's why I love like how our lanes are just so aligned because when I tell people about ads, I'm also talking about your customer journey and your funnel. And you're talking about like, you know, figuring out how do we automate this? Because that's one of the things that I think a lot of people are missing is they're having a lot of one-to-one -one conversations. They're having a lot, it's a lot of manual effort and they start to feel like their marketing burns them out because they're relying on things like Instagram and Facebook that are fleeting, you know, meaning mm -hmm. you have to keep creating, creating, creating. Um, or you're trying to, you know, run ads, but you're not having a way of automatically making sure that those people who have no idea who you are actually do um, fall, um, do like you enough and start to trust you enough to actually buy from you. So Love yeah. That. Well, and the, the transition, I'm sure you've seen this, the transition from organic marketing to ads can really slap some people in the face because they're used to like, oh, I've been out here. These people know me. They've been following me, you know, and then you go out into the big blue ocean and everybody's like new phone. Who did this? Right? right. You got to you got to like tell people who you are and and get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a that's such an important um reframe for people because even when I even think about like you know when even when people are relying on an Instagram Facebook like organically to bring people into their world it's like you still have to build that no like trust there's still a large percentage of people who've interacted with you that are never going to buy from you they follow you on Instagram they follow you on Facebook and they're gonna you know they are gonna um, consume your content and they're not gonna do anything else and so people get so scared of ads when it's like when they're just like I'm talking to people who don't know me I have to warm them up blah 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 I get scared about that I'm like you have to do that for everybody it just feels like you're just you know <laughs> yeah you have to do that for everybody, right? Like nobody's well, just- Well, I think something about being visible too. I think there's, you know, we didn't we don't talk enough about like the mindset blocks that, that contribute to some of these things. Cause you know, we think of it when it's our expertise as simple, like well, what, just do that, just send more emails, just do this, just, you know. And a lot of times there's like internal, 
you know, head trash that you got to really deal with before you can get that visible or, you know, put yourself out there in that way. So I think that's, that's part of it that I, I tend to forget and have to remind myself of, I'm like, wait, why are you just not doing the thing? Yes. And it's because it's because a lot, there's a lot goes into it and and 80% of it or more probably is mental. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. So I've had a lot of people tell me that they struggle with consistency when it comes to marketing, whether that's because their team is overwhelmed in the sense that like their team is also doing client delivery and the marketing for the business kind of falls short, or they are overwhelmed with all the work that they have going on and it's hard for them to show up. So what are some of the things that you your expert opinion that automation kind of solves for people or like investing mm-hmm. in systems and automations and tools, how does that help us with the, how does this help us um, consistently market our business and stay on top of all the things that we have to do uh, marketing wise? Yeah. So it's really time and energy, right? Consistency. You know, if you don't have the time and the energy to show up, but yet your business is set up in a way that requires you to keep showing up or you don't get the sales, <laughs> then that's a problem. And so what we need to do is use content and automation as that bridge that can create consistency no matter what you are doing. And I have just so many examples of this and how we've done this for clients. Um, So a few, uh, actually the client that we are currently sharing, I sent, (laughs) I sent over one of my clients to you. Um, They came to us and they had a whole process for, you know, they have these recurring yearly workshops, but they have to go out to their client base and say, hey, which workshops do you want to have next year? And they were just spending so much time chasing people, sending more and more emails, manually sending emails. And so we looked at that process, we mapped out the whole thing and we created one form and one follow-up sequence. And so now the new process is, hey, it's time to let us know what you want to do next year. Go to this form and fill it out. And now because we have a suite of tools in place, we have your email platform and your CRM, which is connected to the form and the website to know like, have people filled out the form? Well, now once you're in this sequence, if you haven't filled it out, you keep getting reminded a certain number of times until you fill it out. And so we went through that whole, and we had to do it fast because when they came to us, they were like, you know, we have a month to, to, to figure this out. Like it's when we usually start this process. And so we, we got it done and they sent it out. And then when we checked it back in, it was like, okay, 70% of people just went and did the things like, you know, either from the first email or one of the reminder emails. And so that means a 70% reduction in their workload of manual labor from one form and one automation. And I can't stress enough that like, it doesn't, you don't have to build this entire system to necessarily have an impact. You can take something that's really a pain point for you right now. And we can look at it and say, okay, let's pass like 70 or 80% of this off to the robots, you know, and free up that mental bandwidth. So, I mean, we have a ton of stories like that. Um, You know, I have one like really really amazing kind of perfect client who has been through all of my containers. She went through boot camp. She went through our done for you. Um, we helped her redo our website. She came back and said, here's a pile of emails. Can you automate them? Um, and just one of our best, most successful clients in that she came in to boot camp, literally knowing nothing about marketing and having no idea 
how to write, um, you know, for marketing. And she's a dog training business and I'm a dog obsessed dog mom. <laughs> like anybody who <laughs> follows me for five minutes, you're going to hear about these dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're boring me. That's a problem. Let's fix it. <laughs> um, and she just took feedback so well and implemented it so quickly that very quickly she was like, okay, now there's a wait list. And as a dog person who was actually interested in her services, I went to my wife and said, we better get our dog in here because she's about to be booked and busy. <laughs> okay. Leading your marketing as the CEO can be time consuming and draining, which leads to inconsistent marketing and slow growth. If you're looking to supercharge your sales, gain your precious CEO time back, and increase your impact, our fractional chief marketing officer service at Stacey Zeland Co. is your secret weapon. Picture this, no more missed deadlines, no more unfinished campaigns, no more jumping from tactic to tactic. You can absolutely achieve all of that without pouring more of your time into marketing, even if you have a small and inexperienced team. Want to know how? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash CMO right now to watch our free video. We'll show you the exact strategies and tactics that have helped countless online service providers, coaches, and consultants just like you skyrocket their sales with their existing team. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your business. Visit stacyzeal.co slash CMO today to watch the video and get ready to make more money, gain your time back, and increase your impact. All right, let's jump back into the episode. So I just love going through that process and, you know, getting a text saying like, hey, I'm in Italy for a month with my family and couldn't have done it without you. Like business is running, everything is running, marketing is running. So it really is hugely impactful. And um, and I, I love just sitting down with people and, and hearing specifically like, okay, what is that thing that's really taking up your time and energy or taking your team a lot of time where they could be spending time on other things, other things that humans are really good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a great, both of those are such great examples um, because it really just kind of illustrates how we, there are just so many things that we're doing. Like we think we don't have time for things. <laughs> I think is what I'm like trying to get to. It's like, we say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Um, but really there are so many things in our business that we can automate when it comes to our marketing that helps us to stay consistent. So I get a lot of people that say, I, you know, it's hard for me to stay consistent because I'm busy because I'm this because I'm that. But it's like, you know, if you were to work with an automations expert like Rhonda and she can take a look at your business, you know, what are we actually doing every day that can be automated? Because sometimes I feel like we just don't realize that we can automate these things or sometimes mm -hmm. things that we think, um, it's faster for us to do it ourselves or it's easy oh, you know, setting up a Google oh, Drive the death of all. Easy. This is easy, right? And so what are some uh -huh. of those things, you know, some of those kind of things come up with when, when um, before people are kind of coming to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say I'm not immune to the, oh, it's faster to do it myself. Like, so no judgment, but I think a lot of times it's people don't actually even know what's possible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I create a lot of content. If you go to our YouTube channel, there's a lot of, and I've gotten some really nice comments actually on our videos. It's like, you know, this is a really complex subject and you made it make sense, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and you showed, and that's what we're trying to do is just show people what's possible. And, um, so I think educating yourself about that and saying like, and, and also just asking the question, you know, even if you don't know, you're like, well, could I, could I automate this? Could I have a completely automated 
um, you know, social media marketing system that like helps me repurpose? Could I have, uh, you know, an automated sales system? Um, we built a, we built a sales system for a landscaping company this year. And again, they were doing just so much stuff manually. And so we just really broke down and mapped out the process and says, okay, we're going to let the robots take this and this and this and this, and just, just freeze them up to, and people think, oh, automation's impersonal. And it's like, well, what's impersonal is if somebody like fills out your application form and then they don't hear a reply. Mm -hmm. That's impersonal. (laughs) You know, and that's literally costing you money. And I've, I've had clients where we've just been doing the marketing intensive and going through like, okay, what are the different things that people might inquire about? And like their highest level service, they had good three or four inquiries from four months prior that never got a response because Mm. it wasn't automated. So I'm like, what is that? Like 50 grand at least. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not, it's, it's only as impersonal as you make it, like whatever kooky, weird, like whatever, like let your freak flag fly and put all of that into your content, into your emails, into your videos, into whatever your medium is. And so, you know, people, it's like, what you see is what you get. And I hear that a lot from people. They'll show up and be like, oh, I've been watching your YouTube videos for hours. I feel like I know you. And then when I show up, I'm the same. (laughs) You know, we're wearing the same hoodie, talking about my dogs, we're talking about, you know, automation and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be impersonal. I said, I was really sad about this. Actually. I'm just, I'm disappointed in my email subscribers because I put like, just, just straight up Beyonce Easter egg in an email. It was very, very obvious and like nothing. And I was like, so if you're ba- if you're beehive and you want to be on my list, come get on my list. <laughs> let me go reread this email because I am beehive and I missed it too, y'all. So let me go. Oh I'll man, I was so I, I was not emails. subtle. <laughs> yeah, and I like I get your emails on two email accounts, and so I, need to, <laughs> and I missed it both times. So let me go back and listen. And I think the email was about you. Like I think it was about our author. Oh it might, yeah, it probably was. You're like, oh, all right, I don't need to. I feel this like I remember what you said. I need to go back and look at it, but but yeah, like, right. I love what you mentioned that you know automation doesn't have to be impersonal because I think that that's also a fear that people have is that you know it feels like you aren't you know putting these you're kind of like kind of need these personal touches and and things like that and like you were saying like things like follow following up with people like you know that does not necessarily have to be something that comes from someone sending directly an email, right? Like either, you know, if I'm your client and I'm receiving an automated email, I'm like, oh shit, let me go ahead and do that, right? Like maybe I remember I forgot to fill out this form, I forgot to schedule this for, for, you know, or or whatever. And, you know, or I forgot to fill out this form that you need me to fill out before we do our VIP day or whatever it is, right? Like those kinds of things don't necessarily have to come from you. And I don't think that from the client side of things that people are going to be upset that you got an automated email that told you to follow up and to go ahead and book your services that you already purchased. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you, I worked with somebody, I worked with a sales um, coach and, and who was helping me out and everything was what I call like handcrafted artisanal. Right. So I would get like a manual email, like, Hey, don't forget our calls coming up. And it actually made me feel like a little unsafe. Cause I'm like, if that person's out sick or something happens, mm-hmm. that means that reminder is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you have systems, I think that makes people 
feel safe and like, oh, okay, they've, this is a process. I'm not, I'm new here, but this is not new. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. there's a system and a process. And, um, and so automation can actually help people feel like, oh, okay, I made a really good decision and there's a plan and the plan's being executed and I just have to show up and do my part. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a great point, right? It, it does as, you know, on the client side of things, when I see someone has an automated process, like it does make me feel like, okay, this person has actually taken their time to invest in my customer experience and how I am, you know, able to really kind of get what I just paid for, or I can get the information that I'm requesting. And so, you know, don't, uh, don't walk away thinking automation isn't personal, but more so help, it helps to, you know, build that connection with people because then they just feel safer. And I think that we're mm -hmm. also, in, it's 2023, like we are in a world that automation has existed for a long time, y'all. Like, this is not like- Yeah, it's not like brand new. <laughs> you know, even like, I think about like, I had a doctor's appointment the other day and they called me and say, hey, Stacey, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, you remember your appointments tomorrow. I got an email, I got a text. And so it's like, that's automated, right? Like, it wasn't just somebody in the office, like sending me a text message or even the woman who mm -hmm. called me, like she got a notification on her system that said, call Stacey, right? Like, she exactly. I just got my me. dental appointment text. Like, yeah. yeah. And the other thing too, well, two things that I thought of. One is, especially back, back in the day, people were confused all the time with my email. They're like, they didn't know what was automated and what was not, which speaks to the personalized nature of my email messages. Like whether, whether it's past me or, or, you know, present me, like I'm still putting care and thought into that email and people felt that. Yeah. And the other thing is you talked about, you know, the customer experience. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about like, get leads, convert leads, but we don't talk a lot about marketing to customers, which is really where the money is, right? Like marketing to your customers and making sure there's that journey to, to lead them into the next step, right? If you have a next tier offer that comes after whatever engagement you're in and also marketing to them to actually consume and, and get like the services and the, and the results that they already paid you for. Um, and anybody who has any sort of, you know, group coaching program or anything that can totally, or membership can relate to this, right? You, yeah, they join the membership, but you actually have to sell them on, Hey, show up and get the benefits from the thing that you bought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for instance, I just got off of a call where I show up for two hours, um, once a month. And I'm like, this is here as your, you know, accountability. If you want to show up and get work done, or if you want to show up and ask me questions. And when I started doing it, nobody showed up. You know, it was summer, which didn't help. Right. But I had to just be consistent and just be like, Hey, I'm going to be here. And now we had almost all of our clients show up. So you still have to market to your clients. And that's, that's really where the real money is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because that's literally like in my course, um, I was just like, I've had on my calendar, I'm like, okay, play, you know, schedule the, schedule the black Friday, you know, live. Cause I'm going to go live and talk to everybody about black Friday and their ads and that kind of stuff. And I've had it on my calendar to just like, go ahead and do it <laughs> for a week. And I finally was just like, God damn it, Stacey, go ahead and do this. But now I'm like, I got to send an email out. I have to post it on Instagram. I have to post it on Facebook and the group. But it's like, if I had just automated this process, right? Or if I had some kind of automation in place where I'm like, okay, let me schedule this event. And then an email kicks out and, you know, I, an event gets created in Facebook or whatever, right? Then I wouldn't have to actually have taken the hour it took me to go ahead and get all those things kind of set up manually. Or even if I had just like the template saved somewhere. Like mm -hmm. one of the things I've been loving about um, Google, I mean, about Gmail, and I know that it's probably been around for a long time, but so I feel like, you know, a bad techie person that I just found out about <laughs> 
But like the templates that you can save in Google, like in your Gmail, oh, yeah. populated mm -hmm. the email. I was like, oh my gosh, how have I not been using this for years? Like I just started using it recently. Um, and so having like that kind of stuff is just so important. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I think there's always more you can do. Right. And so you can beat yourself up about it or you can just be like, let me pick one thing this week. And so like my thing, uh, I've been having, I've been really networking a lot and, and reaching out and working on collaborations and partnerships. And then there's a lot of work around that. Right. So it's like, you have this call and it's like, oh, you're great. I'm great. Let's do a podcast or whatever. And then what, then you got to follow up, you got to email them, you got to schedule it, whatever. And so I've really been I uh, trying to figure out like, what's the process going to be for me to keep up with this um, and either automate or be able to pass off parts of it. And so I've created, you know, and, and I keep all of these meetings that I'm having, they all go to their table. And then I have a field where I can just write the notes and write the kind of shell of the email that I need to, like, if I say, oh, well, you should really check out this thing or this person, right? And know like, okay, these are the links I'm going to send them. And then once that's ready, I can literally just hit a button and Airtable will send the email. Nice. So that's, that's cool. been the thing that's like, it's like, okay, I have to get this going to like <laughs> yeah. save my sanity. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, there's always, there's always more you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that you see our online service providers and coaches making when it comes to automating their marketing? Are there any kind of things that stick out that are some kind of like common missteps or mistakes, the things that people um, tend to experience when they're thinking about automation for their marketing? Yeah. So um, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because I just I love trying to get to people before yeah. <laughs> they, they do it. Um, so I would say, um, I think I might've mentioned this earlier, but like order of operations, right. We've had people come to us and be like, yeah, we've been running ads for six months and now we want to hire you to build it. And I'm like, where are the people you've, you've got the leads you've gotten in the last six months, just sitting there, like getting nothing. Right. So, um, really think about what's the order that makes sense that you're going to do this in. You want to, if you know, you're going to do a push for growth, then make sure that you have the strategy and the system in place to know like, okay, where, and I have, I have a really, uh, fun, angry Instagram, uh, live that I did where I just have this like colander. <laughs> it's like, you're just pouring water into this leaky colander. It's one of my, I might make an ad out of it. Um, yeah, that would be a great and, ad. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> That was um, great. <laughs> so, and of course, just not automating at all, like not even asking the question and, and thinking about like, how do I continually improve? And, and, and one of the things that I've realized as we've transitioned into really focusing on the automation piece is that the people we can really make the most impact for have processes that are working. Um, and, and we can take those processes and we can make them more efficient. So if you have an effective process, you're like, we know we can convert, we know we can sell, we're doing our marketing, like we're getting the emails out, we're doing the thing. Then we can come along and be like, oh, look at this beautiful thing you have here and let's just raise it up to the next level. Um, and that's really where we shine and have the most impact. So if you're kind of at that level where you're like, yeah, we're doing stuff and it's working, then we can come in and make it work better. And then the other thing I really love doing is just setting people on a good foundation. And we do this less because it's 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 an investment. And a lot of people who are at the place where they're just starting out, they just kind of want to duct tape everything together and DIY. <laughs> um, I would say I have 
years, literally years worth of content on, on the tools that we use and the, and the things that can help you set up, you know, a good foundation. My podcast is called begin as you mean to go on because that's how, that's how I roll. Um, and so I would say like not thinking about the long-term consequences of your decisions. If you're, if you're in more of a place of, I've had people who come to me who are starting second businesses um, and they're, so they're not new to business, but they're like, I'm not trying to deal with guessing about what technology we need. And so we have a power hour and I say, tell me what you're doing. And then we just lay it all out. And I say, okay, this is what you need for now. This is what you might need later. Here's some referrals for people you might need. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. And then I think in terms of like the actual technical stuff that we see, like when people come to this, us with their CRM, I would say, just a lack of organization and forethought, like the lack of strategy and forethought is really evident in some of the databases that we see where it's like, you've got a million lists, you've got a million tags, there's no naming conventions, there's no organization of any kind. And so we can take that and we can just be like, let's just clean this all up so we can actually be efficient and effective in here. So those are some of the things. And, you know, if you, if you, watch or listen to any of my content or, or go onto our website. Like I just, I make a lot of content about stuff like this to try to save people from making those mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like, I've done um, a power hour with Karanda and one of the things I'm guilty of is that I will buy, I, like I am a, I fall trapped to good marketing. If you have good marketing, you are really, it's really easy for you to get me. And so if I see a tool that's like, Ooh, they have really good marketing to create a lot of great content. It's very helpful. Um, I, and I, they're and I'm like, oh, I need, and I kind of feel like I need it. I'm like, oh yeah, let me go ahead and buy this. Um, but what I real, but what you start to end up doing is you just start to have a bunch of like random pieces of software that do random things instead of having everything kind of like work together. Um, and so we did a power hour and it was really helpful for me because I realized that like, you know, we talked about what I had and what I currently had in place. We talked about where I wanted to go and the vision. And so we tried to, we, you know, you mapped out the software that I would need to help me to get there. And so now instead of me saying like, oh, let me go buy this software, let me go buy that software, especially Black Friday is coming up, y'all. And I spent a lot of money on Black Friday. Um, but especially with all these sales and stuff coming up now, I'm just like, this is what I need. So now I am looking at the list that you gave me and I'm like, what is on sale for black Friday from this list that I need? Exactly. <laughs> That's such a good point. And, you know, AppSumo is out there just, you know, emptying people's pockets left and right. <laughs> and, you know, and, and one thing I can't believe I haven't said this already, but one of my core philosophies is that you have to stop buying technology and you have to start hiring technology. Mm -hmm. And when you come to it with that mentality, it's like people understand that. Like if I'm going to hire a person for a role in my company, I'm not just going to like start shouting to the rooftops. Like, does anybody want to come work for me? Right. I'm right. going to figure out like, what's the actual role? What's the job description? Where do I need to put it out? Like there's a, there's a process and a strategy. And we take that same approach to technology where it's like, okay, you want to get a thing done. And you have processes in your business that you need to automate. So let's look at what you actually need to do and then hire the technology that can do that. And I think so many people, when it comes to whether it's like a CRM or um, uh, project management or whatever, they just go into these Facebook groups and say, well, what's the best you know, tool for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they end up trying to squish their business into that tool, which is backwards. <laughs> So let's put you in the driver's seat and figure out what do you want to have happen? And then we can write the, 
job description. And um, to that point, you know, so we have this client that we're both working with and they came to us, you know, with certain needs and requirements. We're like, great, we can do that. So we start building things over, you know, the past, what, five or six months. And we get to a point where they're like, okay, we're ready to to start putting this out. And they just started like asking us for stuff. And at a certain point I was like, hold up, (laughs) there's no strategy here. (laughs) Like we need to get some more expertise in here. And so I sent them over to you. So now they have a beautiful plan. They're like, okay, we have marching orders. We know what we're doing. We know what the goal is, what our KPIs, all that good stuff. And the one, one thing that they said to me was, you know, cause I was like, let me see the plan. Like I want to <laughs> see the plan. She's like, well, there's not much for you to do yet. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, there's a ton to do. Cause now <laughs> we have, now we have the job description. Mm-hmm. We have the marching orders and now we got to go figure out what's the system that we need to build to make this happen. So I could see right away, like, oh, there needs to be some upgrades happening and we need to map out, you know, certain sales processes and all these kind of things. So it's not just like, oh, come to us when you're ready to like say, hey, will you send these emails for me? Or, hey, will you do this? It's like, you know, we're like three of our team members are certified automation service providers through Chris Davis, who was instrumental in helping lead pages and active campaign get mm-hmm. where they are today. Mm-hmm. And so he has seen, you know, and when I say certified, like I'm not talking about, oh, we, you know, paid two grand a digital marketer and slapped a badge on our website. Like he put us through the ringer <laughs> to make sure. Um, and so there's just so much, there's just so much brain power going into making sure that we're doing the right things in the right order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Because, and I love that you, you took one of the questions off of my, um, off of my sheet. Cause I always, I was, I wrote the question, like you always talk about hiring software, like you hire employees. Tell me about that. So I'm glad that you mm-hmm. brought that up because I think it's just like, that was a, such a great reframe for me when I heard you um, say it, or, you know, heard you say it on your podcast and your content and stuff on Facebook. And it was such an important reframe for me because I think about it in terms of when you are bringing different things into your business, right? Like you get to be in the driver's seat. You get to decide whether you want your business to be built on, you know, a model that is more automated, that's more automated. You get to decide if your business is built more like, you know, one-on-one, like you really get to decide. And so you get to, and there's so much software out there that does the same things. They just do different things. They just do things a little bit differently. And so if you sit in the driver's seat, instead of saying, Hey, you know, what technology, what, you know, what tool can I use to help, you know, what's the best tool to use, really kind of sitting in the frame and in the seat of like, what is the best tool that is going to help me to get to where I want to go, then that just gives you so much more power because then you're not necessarily evaluating, you know, the most downloaded, you know, technology or the most used technology versus the other one. So you're not just comparing price, you're comparing like, is this going to help me to get to the result that I want? Is this going to help me to build the business that I want? Um, instead of feeling like you have to, like you said, put your business, fit your business into one of these particular softwares. And especially those people who get locked into all in one softwares or a software Ooh. that someone has built and all oh, of your, we're going there. We're buying it on. <laughs> I, I, we are going to go there because I'm, I'm hearing more people have this problem. And I'm like, that means we need to talk about it because let's go there like, <laughs> because so many people are talking about how they end up, you know, working with someone and they lock them into a system that only this person that they hired can operate, 
right? Instead of using some of these tools out here like Active Campaign, like Lead Pages that have people who can specialize in those kinds of software, someone sells you an all-in-one that you, you know, that that really kind of locks you into their whole system. And honestly, I think a lot of with all-in-ones, like I don't like to buy all-in-one softwares because something is broken on this all-in-one. Something doesn't work as well as it's supposed to work. And it's usually the tool mm -hmm. that I need that's, that mm -hmm. doesn't work mm -hmm. as well as some of the other things. And so talk to me a little bit about that when you have people, you know, do you, have you had that experience of people coming to you with, you know, being locked into someone else's system um, oh, that yeah. they don't really had the option to um, get out of, or there isn't a whole lot of flexibility in what that system can do. So yeah. they end up, you know, adapting their business more so to fit the software rather than the software to be able to fit their business. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to the web days. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I rescued from, you know, I, I'd be like, okay, great. You're signed up. Like where, you know, let's get into your website. Where's your domain hosted? And they would just sort of like wave hands like, oh, that's so complicated. Like my developer did that. Mm -hmm. I was like, they, what now? What? Your developer right. owns your business? What? Right. <laughs> you know? And I've legit had to, to help people kind of like claw back their assets. And so, yeah, that's where it started. And then now to your point, we have these all-in-ones you know, your, your Kajabis and your Kartras and your Dumsados. Um, one of my favorite posts, like still to this day, just want to, you know, you have those throwaway posts on Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever. And I said, an escape room, but for people trying to leave Dumsado. <laughs> and when I tell you there's still, there's like 120 comments. <laughs> and I just hit people like real hard. And here's the thing. I'm not shaming anybody who's using any of these tools. My issue is simply with making an informed decision. Mm -hmm. Okay. So understanding when you make that choice, what you are compromising potentially, because I, I get it when you have other fish to fry, you know, it might be like, this is going to help me get the job done so I can go make this money. I completely understand that. What I want people to understand is what are the ramifications of that decision, short-term and long-term. And we're, uh, you know, with our mutual client, we're up against a, a thing right now where it's like, oh, you need to do some stuff and your Squarespace site is no longer going to serve you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up spending way more time, energy and money on workarounds than if you just upgrade this to WordPress so that we can do all the bells and whistles things that we know we want to do. So yeah. <clears throat> Um, you know, I think understanding the biases and the limitations of the people that you are getting this advice from, you know, like I'm real upfront. I'm an active campaign girl, right? That everybody knows that about me. Go to our whole YouTube channel, but I'm not necessarily going to tell everybody to use active campaign. Mm -hmm. If you tell me like, you're not that technical, you just want to send some broadcast emails keep it pushing like you're real new in business you don't have a big budget i'm not going to tell you to use active campaign that would be unethical mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i'm really clear about what my preferences and what my biases are i also try to be really clear on like when you should actually consider upgrading to these tools in fact if you go to episode i think 14 of my podcast it's all about our tech stack and i talk about when um so just don't get trapped and understand the importance of 
having control of your data, because that's really where the problem comes with these all-in-ones is when you want to try to get your data back and they're like, oh no. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, and, you know, there's ways that you can mitigate that. So like I have friends, you know, friends who are systems and tech and automations experts who use Kajabi and they're like, I use it for just for my course platform, you know, and then I use other things for my cart or I just use Dubsado for contracts, you know, like they are strategic and they understand the limitations of the tools and they also know how to keep their data like, you know, in places where they can control it. So all of those are just considerations like just that I can look at a situation and instantly call out like, oh, you're going to, you're going to have problems with this down the line, you know? And that's what something like the power hour can help people with is to just Mm -hmm. skip all those, like skip all those speed bumps and roadblocks um, and ending up in a place, which I see often where it's like, you finally get your glow up or you're finally ready to scale. And then you come to someone like me and I'm like, oh yeah, we got to rip this back to the studs (laughs) and, and, and build your foundation, you know, and you want to build your foundation before you, before you try to build on top of it, because, you know, we all know what happens when you build on a shaky foundation. So yeah, the all-in-ones, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I'm a best in class, always have been always have been, whether it's software or whether it's people, um, you know, we had someone come to us and I did a sales call and a proposal and he decided to go with a company that was like, oh, they said they can do everything. And I'm like, yeah, you know, our landscapers said that to us too. And then he wrecked our yard and ghosted us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, and I'm not saying there's not like agencies out there that, that, you know, that can't serve their clients, but it's just like the software. It's like, it's really hard to do a lot of things. Well, mm-hmm. I would much rather stay in our lane and do something really well. Like I, when my client came to me and I'm like, Oh, I'm not running content bootcamp anymore. I'm not doing content strategy anymore. I'm like, who can I send these folks to? They're just going to take amazing care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really how I like to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like all she said was just so spot on. And it made me think about I've had people come to me back in the day when I had an ad agency. I don't have an ad agency anymore. So please don't ask me to run your ads. Um, but uh, when I had an ad agency and I was running ads for people, I would have so many people come my way and I would go and kind of do my you know, due diligence of looking around. And so many people didn't even own their Facebook pixel. And I'm like, it is so important for you Ooh. to own your Facebook pixel rather than like if you are saying like, hey, I need to, you know, whether you're taking my course, whether you're, you know, doing this on your own or you're taking somebody else's course, it is so important for you to own your data. And the person who creates your pixel, the create, creates your pixel is the owner of the pixel. And so that's why it's so important for you to create your pixel. And that's another like thing I kind of, not to go off on a rant, but like I try to tell people, if you are working with an ad agency, you have to have a basic understanding of how ads work, especially Facebook ads. And because there's a lot of agencies out here that know how to run Google ads, but they, and they add Facebook ads to to the mix because that's what their clients want, but they don't really understand the nuances between the channels. And like, I've literally audited a client's ad of Facebook ads and went, and they went from breaking even to getting a five X on their money because it wasn't technically set up correctly from the beginning because they knew they set it up like how they would set up a Google, a Google ad. And it's completely different platforms, complete people are using the platforms very differently. And so it's really important for you as the business owner, if you are hiring an agency or hiring someone to handle your data, 
that you sit with someone like me, you sit with someone with Karanda, like Karanda first, so that you understand what are the, you know, pros and cons of having this person set all this stuff up for you. What are the things that you need to do on your side to make sure that you are protected down the line? Because because I'm telling you, you can try to fight it out with Facebook to try to say, I own this pixel. It's going to be hard. They're, Even they're not going to care. Apples, it was hard to like reclaim an Instagram account that someone else set up. And, oh but it was supposed to be set up under Zappos, the brand, right? And so we had to go through this, you know, we had dedicated reps that we could talk to. Now we just, most of us just have chat support. And it was hard even with with reps to, to claim ownership of a page that someone else created because it's supposed to be under our brand. Like it was a month, months, months, months long fight. I don't even know if they solved it when I, before I left, <laughs> to be honest, because wow. I've been fighting with them for so long and trying to make it so that like we, Zappos, the brand does own this Instagram account. And the person who set it up, they have like, like a lot of things that happen, like, you know, someone sets up your, your business manager, they set up your pixel, they're working with your business for a while, and then they leave and you mm -hmm. forget about it because you got all these other things going on. And then you're like, oh, well, now I want to start running ads or I want to start doing these things. And you come back to it and you're like, oh crap, I don't, I can't access anything. I don't, not an, I don't have access to my dad. I don't have access to my pixel. I can't do this kind of stuff. Back to the data. Yeah. Back to the ownership. Exactly. It is so ownership. And I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some links to because I have so many articles about this, just about owning your digital digital assets and that whole thing because it's it's so important. And I've had clients complain like, you know, they're like, "This is a done for you service. Why do I have all this homework?" And I'm like, "Because it's your business and you need to own the stuff." Yes. Like, you know, and back in my web development days, it was like, nope, you're going to go in and you're going to buy this domain. Like I will sit with you and I will walk you through it, but it is. And I used to make this analogy with real estate. You know, it's like, if you're going to buy a house and you hire a real estate agent, they're there to help you facilitate that sale. They're not going to sign the papers because if they yeah. do that, they own your house. Right. And it's the same with your tech. It's like, you have to own it, you know it has to be on your credit card. Like, and I've just, I've always been a stickler for that. And this is why the all-in-one thing, it's like, somebody's like, oh, Google ads, we can just tack on Facebook ads. Like they're not putting the best interest of their client at heart. They're just like, oh, let me get some extra coins. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how hard could it be? <laughs> to run? <laughs> oh. you know, there's no nuance. <laughs> Hates. Right. Yeah, oh, that's man. definitely spot on. So one of the things that we created is, and kind of like talking about, you know, kind of wrapping what we talked about today in a bow is we have, you know, I think that both of us have experienced people coming to us needing what the other offers. So like I've had people coming to me saying, hey, I just need to run Facebook ads. And then I go and I'm like, you don't even have an automated kind of system that we can send people to. You don't have a way of delivering this lead magnet that's not manual. You don't have a way of tracking this, like, you know, of all that kind of your stuff. Your GoDaddy web builder page is not yes. going to do it for you. Page. <laughs> yes, it ain't going to do it for you, right? And, and so these don't, and these are not beginners, people. Yes. Like this is, you know, <laughs> these are people so. who are making lots of money like you mm -hmm. know like I remember I had a client that came to me and I was like you know we were talking I'm just like okay like talk to me about your funnel and they're like I don't have a funnel and I'm like you making all this money you don't have a damn funnel imagine how much money you could be making if you had a funnel oh my <laughs> so, god right Right. You know, and so, and then you've had people coming to you and they're like, you know, you've built out their, their funnels and give them all the tech. And then they're like, okay, now what do we do? Right. We need to get traffic. We need to drive people there. And so, um, would you want to talk a little bit about the offer that we yeah. put together for people Absolutely. who can get both, so you can come to us to get both of these problems solved, 
um, instead of having to kind of piece them together. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were talking and, and masterminding really and, and putting our heads together and realizing like people really need both of these things. Right. Um, and so we did a workshop. We did a two hour workshop where, you know, Stacy talked about all things ads and what you really need to have in place to make that effective. Um, and then I talked all about the strategic follow up that needs to happen. Um, and so we've put together a joint VIP day where you're going to go and you're going to get your strategy like maybe it's ad strategy or maybe you get there and she's like, nope, you need to start. We need to go deeper and back to the foundation, but you're going to get your holistic marketing strategy and marching orders. And then she's going to send you over and send that plan over to us. And we're going to look at it and say, okay, now we know the plan. We're going to create the job descriptions, if you will, for the technology. And we're going to map out what exactly you need to make this happen on a technical level, um, both now and in the future. Because I think that's it's something really important that a lot of people don't think about when they're evaluating tech is they're just thinking about right now what can I do right now? Like, what can I pay right now? And it's like, you need to think about not just when you have, like I was talking to a client, she was like, oh yeah, this works because we've only written five emails. But when we have 500, we're going to need a different way to know, like, and access that data and know like, you know, what have we created? What have we not created? And so we're putting that together for them now. And I just think it's so beautiful and it's going to help so many people make a lot of money, but also save a lot of time and money and wasted energy um, on doing the wrong thing. So um, it's just, it's so, so juicy and you really need to, and the workshop is up on the sales page so you can go and you can watch it. Um, and then you can, you can get into our DMs or you can, you know, just sign up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that it's so, it's so impactful because y'all like a lot of, people out there, what at least what I see from the marketing side or the marketing tactics and strategy side is that a lot of y'all are focusing on tactics and not strategy. Like a lot of y'all are focusing on how do I do Instagram better? Or how can I, you know, use Facebook better? Or how do I, you know, write better blogs or, or things like that? But it's like, sometimes we have to take a step back to make sure that every marketing channel that we're doing is actually pointing to the same place and is actually, you know, helping us to, and actually is working together. And so when I create my strategies, like, like Karanda was saying, they are very holistic. And I will absolutely tell you, I've had people come to me, you know, lots of times. And I've told them that you are not ready for ads. You need a marketing strategy that helps you to get the data that we're going to use to base these Facebook ads on. And working mm -hmm. marketing is just so important. Um, and out of, you know, honestly, it's out of integrity for me because I'm not about to tell you to run ads if I think that these ads are not going to work for you. I'm like, can I give you an ad strategy? Absolutely. But I want to make sure that I get you results. That's my biggest thing is making sure that you get results. And so that's why I've, pe I've teamed up with, you know, experts like Rhonda to make sure that y'all get results. I'm not just delivering you a plan that now you're like, oh crap, we don't know how to bring this plan to life or we don't have the automations or the time or the, 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 the energy to actually make this happen. It's making sure that, you know, you do get the strategy, you do have the direction, you do have the roadmap, but then you also have someone that you can go to to say, okay, how do we bring this to life? And what are the different things that we can put in place to make it so that this is not ex not becoming something that's exhaustive on our team that's already overworked and already has a lot of things going on? But how do we make it so that we can, you know, that the vision that we create in these sessions comes to life, but we can do it in an automated way? So definitely mm -hmm. make sure y'all head over to stacyzeal.co slash growth 
because that's where you can watch the webinar. That's where you can learn about the offer and how to work with us. Um, and so I want to round us out by talking about, because we are getting close to 2024 and everybody's starting to think about what's going on for next year and planning. So we, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot of, about a lot of tech today, but we haven't talked about really is AI. And so I wanted to kind of get your take on, you know, with this rise of AI, what's your take on how we should be using it in 2024 to grow our businesses, um, but also making sure that we're growing our businesses in a way that is um, in, in, a, in a more like intentional kind of way. And like, how do we use AI to benefit us and to make sure that we also are caring for our clients? Yeah. So I think you really need to figure out you know, it's again, it's the hiring mentality, right? Is this is this something that I can hire to help me be more efficient in my business um, and like still get the results that you need? Like for me, you know, I'm someone who never really runs out of ideas, out of content ideas. And so for me to train ChatGPT to write like I write, like it, it doesn't make any sense. I literally have 10 years worth of content in my pot of gold database, which is what we use to um, to wrangle and organize all our content. So I'm like, mm, I use it to um, help me create outlines like for my YouTube videos, for podcasts, for articles and things like that. But then I go and I write the stuff, right? Because I think as more people are using it, you start to see this more generic, you know, content where you can tell people just kind of ripped it off there and didn't really put any extra thought into it. And so I think that the people who are going to win are the people who maybe use chat GPT or other AI tools um, to like, as kind of an idea generator and a way to ideate and a way to kind of, because I, I definitely do get things where I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Like, let me put that in. But then I use my own brain and my own expertise to actually create that content. And I've seen what happens when people who don't know what they're doing think I literally had a client who was like, oh, I'm going to take this branding guide that we got, you know, from this company that we worked with. And I'm just going to feed that into ChatGPT and it's going to write our emails for us. Literally the worst emails I have ever seen. I was like... No, I'm not even letting you send this to a single single person. So you can't use it to make you an expert on something that you're not already an expert on. Mm -hmm. You can use it to help you be more efficient in the expertise that you already have. That's my that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I use I use ChatGPT and some of these other. Um, I just discovered Claude, which I would like. I love the name Claude because I like Alexa. <laughs> so I'm <a> person. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, and so I use them, like you were saying, as like a brainstorming buddy where I'm like, okay, like, you know, like I did a talk earlier today to some students, um, to like some, you know, college students about marketing. And I'm like, I haven't really talked to college students about marketing, at, you know, at all. And so I'm like, well, what do college kids care about when it comes to marketing, right? Like, cause I could give you the nuts and bolts, but they're still in school. <laughs> you know, they're not mm -hmm. like out here trying to grow their businesses. They're just like, you know, trying to get a job. <laughs> um, and so I use ChatGPT to help me like, okay, let's, you know, help me to give me an outline for this. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about talking about personal branding a lot because when I, you know, the people who I communicate with, they know the importance of a personal brand and they've already kind of have a personal brand and they just, you know, they are a thought leader in their space and they are positioning themselves in that way. So it did give me the idea to like talk a little bit more about personal branding for people who don't have a personal brand yet, right? Because that's somewhere that they can start, especially as a college student that helps you to stand out. And so, you know, using it to help you brainstorm, using it to help you to give you kind of points that you hadn't really thought about. Um, thinking, you know, I've sometimes even do use it for a little bit of market research in the sense that like, what are some things that, you know, online business owners are struggling with? Give me like a list of like 20 things that they're struggling with. 
Um, and then I kind of go through and I, you know, figure out what are the things that pertain to my audience? What are the things that I can tie my experience to? How can I bring in my storytelling and things like that? Um, I even have um, with the, with um, within the course, Maximize with Ads, um, which you do actually get as a bonus when you buy our VIP day, you get my, you get um, Karanda's pot of gold and you get good my stuff. Um, I've been in there. So, you know, within, within Maximize with Ads, there is an AI module there. And even in that module, I give you the prompts, but I walk you through, like, you need to also add your own sauce on this, right? Like, don't just take what it's giving you and just stick that into an ad, but really like use the language that your clients use, use, you know, use it to give you a starting point but make sure you put your own stuff on it. So I love that. So we've talked about a whole lot today. So I wanna make sure that you have um, time to tell everybody how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, what are some of the different ways, um, or uh, also let them know like, when is the right time to come to you um, for any of the particular offers? So like, where would they be right now um, in order for them to best you know, start working with you? Yeah, absolutely. So best place is to go to carveldigital.com. Um, you can reach our uh, blog from there, a podcast from there, our YouTube channel. Um, you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, just search my name. And I, I think, like I said earlier, like the people who are really best positioned to to help us like skyrocket them have an offer. Um, and I was talking to my mentor about this. He was, he said, I was in a room full of really high level marketers. And for the first time ever, somebody admitted like, we can't really do our thing until somebody has a really great offer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So you have an offer that is proven that is selling, you have a process. Um, and then we could come in and we can really help you like, just take all of your effort and, and get rid of a lot of the effort, the manual effort in there and automate some things um, and build out that engine, right? That foundational marketing engine and then maintain it. And one of the things I'm really excited about that we just added um, that I think is so long overdue is the marketing dashboards mm -hmm. to know like, okay, these are the KPIs. We know, you know, if you're going to run ads, then we know we need to track like how many people are going to the page what's your conversion rate for this page? How many people are getting onto your list? What's your conversion rate for your, you know, your welcome sequence and your sales sequence. So we have dashboards that we are custom setting up for every client so that you have one place to go because all of the successful business owners that, and mentors that I've had, like they all have this CEO dashboard where they can see the high level metrics that matter. And I think, you know, almost all of our clients that we've ever had are missing that. And so I'm really happy to be able to start offering that. Um, and, you know, if you come to the VIP day and we get your plan together and then you're like, Hey, I need help implementing this. Well, we have CRM to sales where we can help you build that stuff out and we can help you maintain it because like maintaining a CRM is a whole, it's a whole job right? Mm -hmm. to do it well so that, you know, like, Hey, who are your hot leads and like, what's your conversion and how are people engaging and interacting with your emails? How are you collecting data on your clients that helps you segment them better? Like it's a whole thing. So that's our, our flagship offer. Um, and you can go and find all about that, uh, on the website. And I would love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram, send me a DM. That's not like developers trying to sell me services from <laughs> that would be so refreshing. <laughs> that's hilarious oh yeah love so. that awesome yeah y'all all of those all of the links will definitely be in the show notes and y'all i'm gonna have to give me this marketing dashboard let me tell you because i use a spreadsheet 
And having a dashboard sounds so girl, so so nice. I've been meaning to talk to you for a minute about your spreadsheets. Where you oh my gosh, let me tell you, I am a spreadsheet kind of girl. Let me tell you, I, that is. Mm. But I love automation. I love tools, and it's it's honestly ends up being in a place where I'm like, I need to create something for me to be to stay consistent. And that's one of the things I tell people when they think about marketing consistency is that. You have to cre you have to create systems that facilitate consistency. Like I am not a consistent person by nature. If I could I just think anyone is. sit on my balcony and float through the day, I would absolutely do that. But I create systems, and so if I'm like I need a spreadsheet, that's usually my default. I'm like, okay, I need a spreadsheet. Like if I need to make my make it so that I stay on top of my prospecting and I stay on top of my lead generation, I need a spreadsheet. And so I'll just go in and create a spreadsheet. And so it's really is a temporary solution to solve the short-term problem, but long-term, right? I need to be thinking about like, you know, the services that Karanda offers and the dashboards that she creates. And, you know, the, the next list on, thing on my list is a CRM that we talked about, right? And so while like, I get it, you know, I get that we have to create these kind of short-term solutions um, because, you know, for our sanity and to help us stay consistent, but and that's okay, like do that, but then also keep in mind that you do need to start to at some point work with an expert that is gonna help you to make sure that this is scalable and something that you can actually pass off to other people. Cause even if like, if you wanna exit your business, you know, one day, you know, maybe a spreadsheet. Or just go on vacation. Work. Right, exactly. Or just be able to go on vacation, right? Just be able to go on vacation, take a sabbatical, you know, check through the rainforest, something, right? Like if you wanna do any of those things, like you're gonna have to, work with somebody that can help you to create systems that can be run by anybody, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. like even I think about when I was leaving Zappos, right? Like, you know, there were systems in place, but then there were also like, a lot of that was dependent on me creating a system because I'm like, I came into this role and I had to create systems for my sanity, but then I can pass those systems off to other people. So that way, mm -hmm. as, if I leave or when I leave, someone else can, you know, the work doesn't have to stop. Somebody else can pick up and go, go right along. So, um, this was just such a great conversation, y'all. So definitely make sure that you go to the show notes to check out um, Karanda's links. Make sure you head over to stacyzeal.co slash growth to check out our webinar and to learn how to work with us. Um, thanks again for coming on the show, Karanda. I will make sure oh, that I'll be on next me. week. So make sure, again, you're following the show. Make sure that you are leaving us a review if you found something that you, um, that you liked out of the episode. And I will see you on the next episode. OMG, that episode was packed with gems. Are you ready for more? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast to get the show notes and to sign up to get our top five podcast episodes to help you streamline your marketing so you can make this your million dollar year. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast.